I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And And you're listening listening to A to Z Discussions. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we'll be talking about The Boys Season 3, finally. But before we get into that, Zach, how have you been? I've been good. I think that the biggest thing that happened to me in the last week was that it finally rained here. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but I don't know if I told you that the grass at our new house is just completely dead. And it hasn't rained in Austin in like three months. So rain was a big deal and it's actually going to rain for like a week straight. So we're wow. pretty happy about that. And our grass may come back. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. You keep sending me those pictures of your grass. I'm like, man, that's some sad grass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, very sad. And uh, we don't have any sprinklers too. no sprinkler systems. So we did end up going to the store and getting like a connection for our hose. So whenever the rain stops, we'll mm-hmm. have to start using that. But we're happy for the rain. Uh, but other than that, Kaylin's friend Marty was here for about nine days and she left on Friday. So a couple days ago. Uh, and it was kind of cool having her here. We actually got to use our guest room. My mom ended up getting us a mattress for that room as like a moving in present. Oh, One wow, of those mattresses nice. that you can like order off of Amazon. You like get the package, then you open it up and it kind of like rolls out on its own and starts uh, rising kind of like bread. <laughs> so you have okay. to give it like a certain amount of time before it's ready to like lay on. It has to rise a little bit. But we have a mattress in that room now. So if you ever want to come by, we have a we have a bed for you. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'll definitely come by pretty soon. My birthday is coming up, so I got to plan some something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, well, I'll I'll think about that more when it gets closer. But yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. Yep, yep. Got a nice bed frame too, or what? <laughs> no, not nice. We have a bed frame, and uh, we don't even have a box spring yet. So I'll have to get that ready for you too. Whenever you come, and maybe we can mount a TV in that room too. But you know, to oh. be continued. We'll see. You put a switch switch dock in there too. Yeah. Awesome. Um, nothing's been crazy going on with me. Uh, this week was like the first real week of school. So mm-hmm. first real week as a teacher. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, first football game is this week, actually. So oh, wow. We get, we quick. We're preparing for all the stuff. And this Thursday, the Thursday game, which is kind of weird, but is what it is. What are you going to say? Oh, I was like pretty quick. Uh, first football game already. Yeah, I know. Um, I know this this district starts school a little bit earlier than what I was what I was used to back in Houston, so which is nice because I guess we get out earlier is mm. how that works. Um, school ends a little bit earlier, but yeah, first football game is a home game. It's gonna be awesome. Um, super excited to put the show on the field for the first in front of real people. It's like whoa, oh, it's, whoa, it's crazy. I know I'm growing up. It's weird. <laughs> Speaking of growing up, just kidding. Um, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> This is a show for grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a show for grown-ups, but um, Zach and I have alluded to this like previously in um, some other shows um, that like this is like excellent television. So it's, this is not even a review. Just, we're just going to like discuss some of the high points, but um, I think I, we had, I should make a point that like this is some good stuff. And compared to some of the other things that I've been watching like adjacent to this, it's like night and day how like like captivating this this show is not even because it's gruesome or adult heavy or whatever but like just because the storytelling is so good and the character development is like insanely awesome mm-hmm. 
right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We really get a lot of time with each character. Uh, the motivations are all very sympathetic. Like we understand where people are coming from and why they're doing what they're doing. The episodes are the perfect length. We don't have any filler at all. Uh, and especially the character of Homelander always keeps you on your toes. Anthony Starr is one of the greatest actors in television, I think, right now. And the supporting cast is awesome, too. No one really misses a beat in this show. So definitely quality television. Yeah. So this season really kind of, um, it's like not solely about Soldier Boy, but it's really about um, the boys kind of coming back together after being like sort of disbanded from last season, right? Mm -hmm. And um, trying to figure out a way um, that they can destroy Homelander. And they ended up finding out the way that was like their secret weapon was actually just like Soldier Boy never actually died. <laughs> right. And they were trying to use his powers, which I still don't really understand what was going on with him. Um, and they didn't really like follow through with it kind of because like um, Soldier Boy, like his power hits uh, Kamiko and she like loses her healing ability and her super strength or whatever. Right. Mm hmm. And they touch upon it like right then and there. And I guess that that was what they were trying to do to Homelander. Right. They're just trying to get him to lose his powers. Like they were yeah. going to kill him and then they would make him lose his powers, and then kill him, I guess. I think the original plan was kind of like what you touched upon. They wanted a weapon to kill Homelander. Uh, and they had thought that a weapon had been developed that killed Soldier Boy. They didn't even know that Soldier Boy was still alive. And mm. then they figure out, oh, wait, like Soldier Boy didn't die. And they kind of lose hope after that. They're like, wow, you know. We really thought that we could find some type of object or some type of like beam or something that we could fire at Homelander and kill him. And they realized that uh, Soldier Boy has become a weapon himself with all the tests that the Russians did on him. And yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't do more with that that uh, plot point that the beam that he shoots out of his chest can make someone lose their powers. And if Homelander was hit by that, then he would be very killable. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, they did in that end of uh, hero gasm almost hit homelander with that beam and i guess that would have been the end for him and that was one of the high points of the season that fight and then he got away so after that there was just basically like a fight hand-to-hand -hand combat between soldier boy and homelander and yeah. i kind of wish they had done more with that but it was kind of cool that in this season homelander actually was vulnerable this was the first time we ever saw homelander kind of on the ropes a few times yeah and like seeing like um just him being scared mm -hmm. and like terrified and like he's like wow I, I I can be beat by somebody and then not only be beat by somebody, but beat by like Butcher who has just like a compound V injection. Like, yes. and be like, and be comparable to that. Like that was probably a shock. Dude. I mean, this is one of the coolest parts of this season. The fact that the ground, like the playing field has kind of been kind of been leveled by the temporary V you see Butcher and Huey both get powers and the, the powers they get are also pretty cool. They get powers based on like the hero counterpart that they hate the most. Like, Butcher gets powers that are just like Homelander's. And then Huey gets, like, teleportation, but you kind of assume that he's moving really fast, just like A-Train, who is his most hated hero. Mm -hmm. uh, and those scenes where they're fighting Homelander and the rest of his squad are really tense and really fun to watch because finally the boys have something that they can use that puts Homelander in a state of fear. Yeah. And then they have all that extra... Um... The extra depth, I guess, with uh, you finding out Soldier Boy is like Homelander's father. <laughs> uh-huh. Which actually I didn't see coming, even though that would have been kind of something obvious that maybe a lot of people did see. That was a shock to me when they had that phone call. And he's like, what would a father want other than to see his son grow? And then it's like, wow, he's Homelander's dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, do they just like take like 
I don't know, samples of Soldier Boy and then test tubed him up. Homelander? Yeah, is that essentially a, what just happened? Essentially, yeah. Uh, so does he like actually have a mom or is he just like, they just like literally made him in a lab? He does have a mom, I believe. Because mm. I, I think in some season, like he like ripped out of his mom's womb or something. Uh-huh. Right. Like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just send it right there. Yeah. Uh, but then you have the whole lineage, right? So you have uh, Soldier Boy and then Homelander and then Homelander's son. Which at the end, very, very end, he's starting to kind of go to the dark side and we're like, oh, no. Like if he's more, he could potentially be more powerful than Soldier Boy and Homelander. Yes. Potentially so far, because um, we've seen the potential that he has um, in the last two seasons, but. That, like the very very last scene i know we're kind of skipping forward a bit but where homelander just like laser beams some dude and like you know there's like the political um kind of a tie into our like current current day state or whatever but um mm-hmm. uh, he like laser beams some guy and everyone, they're just like yeah go homelander and the kid just like looks around and, like starts smiling too yeah that that scene was super powerful and you can kind of understand i guess his turn to the dark side he, in the second season at the very end, accidentally killed his mother with his powers. And uh, Butcher was really good about not making him feel bad about that until the scene where he kind of wanted to distance himself from him to keep him safe. He was like, mm. you killed my whatever, I can't remember her name, but like uh, his previous wife, like you killed her. Like I, I loved her so much and you killed her. And then he feels really bad about that, uh, Homelander's son. And then Homelander comes in and like validates him and says, you know, it's okay to mess up. I've messed up plenty of times. It just happens to people like us. And he kind of has that sympathetic touch because they're both uh, soups, right? And Butcher mm-hmm. is not a true soup. So he can't truly relate to Homelander's son like Homelander can. And then in the final scene, he openly sees like Homelander use his powers to kill someone just like he accidentally killed his mother. And then those people are like, yeah, like, woo, we love Homelander. Even after uh, he shows them such brutality. And he kind of feels like, okay, you know, I feel validated now. This is where I belong. And Homelander as well feels the same way. Because I know that he was afraid. He was always afraid to show his brutal side to people because he thought that they would hate him for it. And now he's extremely dangerous because he's found a group of people that he's shown it to and they love him for it. So it's, it really sets up season four very well. And you're like, wow, this adds a whole other element to Homelander. Mm-hmm. And now, now he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is makes it even more terrifying now he knows he can get away with a lot more than he used to exactly um which makes it scary and then it's like you know what, what are they going to do with the boy um is he going to be the boy and the boys but he just going to be like a sidekick to homelander and he, who knows he might commit his own atrocities coming coming up very soon yep which is that thing to think, think about and um because the relationship he had with butcher was like actually so like wholesome and like that little like a movie that he made like about his mom and all, all the all the stuff like that it was so nice and it just like made me so mad that he just like went off on him because i, I guess he's trying to protect him right yeah i guess that, that was he just that was, wanted like, to distance a, himself from him to protect him basically um uh, which didn't really end up working at the end no not at all it backfired tremendously yeah uh which i'm like oh why why would you do that um but it is what it is. But um, we get um, some flashback scenes, too, from I don't know what war they were in or whatever. The one where um, uh, uh, Soldier Boy gets captured uh-huh. um, or we thought that he died. And some of the episodes kind of go through like um, kind of like that flashback sequence, what happened with Black Noir. And like mm-hmm. we kind of get a little bit of 
um kind of introspection stuff with him and he has like this whole like weird thing for himself because i know in the comics right he's like the the you know spoilers for the comics but he's like the clone of homelander mm. and so this is a little bit different take he's a different character a whole different person but i guess like after all that stuff happened he like got weird like with a little like the cartoon animals he goes to like his little sanctuary where he can like sit and think <laughs> yeah uh, like what what was that <laughs> i think so we kind of get the true thing of what happened later on after he has like all those flashbacks and you see that soldier boy was mad at him for something and then basically beat the crap out of him and uh smashed his head in and he's still alive so we're led to believe that he got severe brain damage from that and mm-hmm. uh he has some type of healing factor he has some type of longevity which is why he was able to live that long and still be alive and on the seven but it took away i guess his ability to talk because we never hear him talk since then and it took away some of his cognitive function so that's probably why he got kind of weird and like he sees all these animals that help him along they're like go irving like go do what you were supposed to do blah 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 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they kind of prompt him to go get revenge on soldier boy because soldier boy was the one that kind of ruined his life we see those flashback scenes where he's like talking he's a normal guy he actually takes his helmet off and you can see his face and he's oh it's just a regular guy right uh and i don't think we ever see him without his helmet after that because it's you can assume that his head's bashed in like he probably looks awful and yeah in the comics his arc is totally different because he is a clone of homelander and then i don't i i'm not a comic expert but i have seen a video about this on youtube that uh, one of the final scenes from the comics is that Homelander has like killed the president in the White House, and then he realizes that all the things that were bad that he supposedly did, because there's like a list of things that people are out to get him for, it actually, all this stuff was committed by Black Noir, since Black Noir is a clone of him. And he's like, wait, so I didn't do anything bad? And he realizes that he could have been like a hero this whole time. He didn't have to be a bad person and that his alter ego was actually Black Noir that was doing all these things. So they have like a final showdown and both of them end up dying and Butcher ends up like winning and all of that. So I think that a lot of people had high expectations for Noir's storyline in the show, too, even though they knew that it was going to be totally different than the comics. And uh, we we have this whole prep where it's like, oh, he's going to join up with Homelander and then fight Soldier Boy and. Who knows what's going to happen. But before that even happens, he has this kind of heart to heart with Homelander and tells Homelander that he always knew that Soldier Boy was his father. And Homelander really thought he could trust Noir. But after that, he realizes that, I guess, in a way, Noir betrayed him. And then he just kills him. Like, he just punches straight through his chest. And that's the end of Black Noir, which I thought was kind of disappointing because they were really setting him up for something more, I thought, in the show. Uh, but it also goes to the fact that the boys always subvert your expectations. Like, you can't really truly predict what's going to happen at this show. And after mm-hmm. setting up so much potential for him, they just end up wasting him. And that was shocking and something that I didn't think they were going to do. So props to them for still keeping us on our toes. Yeah. And I, I liked that, honestly, that they just, like, they were, like, setting him up so much. And I mm-hmm. think it was purpo- like purposeful because of the comic expectation they wanted to make it seem like it was going to be something or at least something close to that and then it ended up being like a quick like oh sorry you're dead right this is is not where we're going if you thought that like super quick so yeah crazy crazy stuff happening happening here but um i i think he uh soldier boy like beat up black noir because he wanted like a like he had a like a comment that he was making like hey i want to try this thing or like i want to talk more or i want to be like he had like something like that where you wanted to be like more present oh like yeah a suggestion right, right. right um 
I forgot what it was specifically, but he wanted like, like, Hey, like, can we try this thing? Like he was just suggesting something to his like boss or something. And he's like, no, nah, that sucks. And he beat him up. <laughs> and that's just like what Homelander does to his team too. And you see that multiple mm. times in this uh, particular season. Yeah. But it makes sense why he's like, gets mad. And they were like, bye soldier boy. And they just like capture him. Yeah. But, uh, what was, what was that name? The, the other lady, his like girlfriend at the time, like Scarlet uh, something. Crimson Countess. Was yeah. Cr- yeah cr- <laughs> Dude, the, the whole, the whole thing with like the, the chimp, she has like the chimpanzee oh, savior yeah. thing. That was so funny. And, she, and she's like singing about the chimps and that's a, that's a whole three minute video on YouTube. Like you can like it go really to the, is the VOT. Yeah. You can go to the VOT YouTube channel and they have like all their fake trailers and stuff. And they have like that chimpanzee music video and it's a whole like three minute song. Like, <laughs> All of the stuff for the show, like they don't like hold back for like the the parody aspect of like the real life thing. Oh, dude, not at all. And then they have that whole thing where the deep's like, you know, all this uh, soldier boy stuff and all this <laughs> terrorism's really got me down. So I really thought I'd need to like sing it out or something like that. And he's like, look at all the people. people. And then he gets like all the celebrities <laughs> involved too. I was cracking up during that video. They yeah. do sar- uh, sarcastic stuff and parody stuff so well at this show. I know um because like the original video i remember how like um like the real life version of that video how like it like got all this traction and like it was like it like embarrassingly awkward for like what it was supposed to like suggest um because like everybody was singing out of tune they had their own key that they were doing and it was just like this weird mashup and it was seemed a little bit untasteful or i don't know it was just like this thing so it was funny like and then black noir at the very end just like holds up a sign yeah it was intentionally cringe and i loved it for being that yeah um yeah but the deep has his own like weird arc in this thing too this is this is awesome because every episode is like so long Mm -hmm. and you can spend so much time with the characters telling really dumb stories about them right like the deep had like his movie that was happening and then he has like his wife that apparently was like you know, pulling the strings for him. Uh And then he started to feel kind of embarrassed about himself. Like, Hey, look, I got us here. Like, you know, they start arguing and, you know, uh, he, he feels bad because he's trying to like be the person, uh, like be the, the person, in the spotlight, but really it's just his wife who is actually like controlling all this stuff. And then once he like breaks away from her, like she actually goes off and like does all those things and uses his name to like write a book about how the deep, too deep with the deep or something i don't know what the book is called yeah because his book was like deeper and then hers was like in too deep (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know this is like so so much funny things like but like it's like a thing that they follow and they Uh have time to follow and like make it a complete little arc for the deep oh yeah i mean every side character kind of has their own arc even a train like he has the stuff with his brother and then that one other corrupt hero that he wants to take down because his brother tells him like you got to do something real like you got to do something that actually means something to us and like your friends back home and then he has that whole arc doing that and then you also have the arc with uh what's queen Maeve, where uh she mm-hmm. you know she's still putting up a front with homelander still staying safe but then she's also visiting butcher and like trying to really find a way to kill him and she's on the side of the boys you know supplying them with the temporary bee and uh pushing them towards that final showdown so everybody gets you know time to shine even huey and starlight obviously since they're main characters mm-hmm. both of them we get in deep with them and uh, especially with Huey, we really get into like his insecurities because he's felt kind of useless in the first two seasons. Like, oh, everyone's always looking out for me, especially in terms of Starlight. He's like, Annie, you're always having to save me. Like for once, I want to be the one that you rely on, like the one that saves you. And that leads him to starting to take the temporary V. And there's mm-hmm. a whole deal with that, too, because she realizes, oh, wow, this temp V, since it's untested, it's killing you. 
and uh, Butcher's been taking it like crazy. We start to see like his brains coming out of his ears and stuff like that. And then at the very end of the show, I believe it's revealed that he only has like 10 months to live now or something. Like yeah. he's on a timeline and he, he, whatever he needs to get done, he needs to get it done quick because this 10th V is killing him. Yeah. But even, even, uh, Kamiko and Frenchie have their own little kind of like love story thing. And they, they had the whole it, yeah. dance sequence. Um, that was kind of pretty awesome actually watching that, the choreography for that. That was super cool. And some might find it weird because it, you know, that it was kind of a tone shift from the rest of that particular episode, but I thought it was really well placed and I kind of enjoyed watching that. And mm-hmm. that was all in her head, right? Like she was just kind of imagining uh, like an alternate reality where she's happy with Frenchie and then she kind of wakes up back in the real world and they're all fighting and stuff like that. So that was kind of a yeah. nice aside, I thought. Yeah, but then she like ends up realizing that like her powers don't make her a bad person necessarily mm-hmm. and it helps her protect the people that she cares about because Frenchie got captured and like had that whole little sequence with like his little mob thing mafia yes kind of, yes they, yeah yep. you know they capture him and they beat him up and they you know torture him and you know kamiko was basically helpless too like she couldn't really do anything but even though like she like did kick some butt even though she had no, didn't have her powers you know in that that one scene mm-hmm. but you have that that whole sequence um and you have mother's milk his and his family issues and the stuff with soldier boy which was actually probably like the deepest some of the deeper things here like um he has that um you know traumatic memory from his past that uh, involves soldier boy and him trying to keep that away from his his daughter and his you know his family or his like ex-wife and you know her new husband who like also has this affinity for soldier boy or sorry for homelander and he Mm -hmm. wants to bring uh you know his daughter his his stepdaughter to like all the homelander things and that's like really eating mother's milk out alive and he's like struggling with that. And then he ends up getting mad in front of her to the point where like, he's like, you know, he's like regretting it. You know, um, I think there was a scene where she, she like, he's like, I know daddy, like, I'm like, I know you're feeling bad. Like it's okay. Or something like that. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> yeah. There's some really deep stuff. And honestly, the content here, like you said, every, everybody has their time to shine. Everybody has like an arc and it's just goes back to the length of the episodes and the quality put into each episode. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, I could, I could, you know, talk about Obi Wan again and just wish that, you know, I don't know, Anakin got a, a bigger arc. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty insane how like in depth this show is getting, and that you know here comes another season that's going to come up and just be hopefully just as good, because mm-hmm. they're like it, it's, and it's weird because this doesn't normally happen. It's usually like wow, season one is really strong. Season two is like, okay. Season three is like, what, what, why are they making these decisions? Right. But mm-hmm. it's not the case for the show at all. It's like it's upward. Um, like we're going up the hill and we're still, still getting right even at the peak yet. It feels like no, like we're almost there. They found a way to continuously raise the stakes. And this season, the stakes felt higher than ever. You could feel the tension in every scene, especially the scenes with Homelander. Uh, there's one mm-hmm. memorable scene where he's talking with A-Train and like he sees that A-Train, I guess, got like Shake Shack and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, Shake Shack, yummers. And then just the look on Anthony Starr's face whenever he's like, <laughs> yummers, it's like terrifying. You're like, uh oh, A-Train in that scene is not sure if Homelander's like going to continue to compliment him and be nice to him or if Homelander's going to kill him. And yeah. that is the tension every time Homelander is on screen. You never know what he's going to do. And because of the fact that he's actually somewhat in danger, he's become a little unstable this season. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that he's afraid and you really see that whenever uh, he has that scene where he's looking in the mirror and he sees that he actually is bleeding after the fight with Huey and the butcher. 
and Soldier Boy. Like, this is the first time we've ever seen Homelander get injured or bleed, which is super significant. Yeah. Crazy stuff, dude. Crazy stuff. I don't know, dude. The, the A-Train stuff was kind of messed up, too. Uh, you know, he has this whole, like, rebranding, right? And then, uh, you know, he has the stuff with his family as well, and he's trying to, like, rekindle all that kind of stuff with that after he, I mean, he can't run. If he, if he runs, he's going to, you know, his heart's probably going to stop from the exhaustion and all the drugs that he was doing yep. um, the previous season. And then when he kills um, Falcon or whatever that guy's name was, Eagle. Uh, Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk, yeah. And, you know, he hates that guy. He killed him because, like, he's like, you know, he paralyzed his brother and all this, all these things in the, in the little town hall or whatever. And he has his heart now. <laughs> so there's yes. a piece of Blue Hawk with him and he just has to deal with it. That, that was so messed up. And then after all that, his brother's still paralyzed and his brother hates him for it. He's like, I didn't want to see Blue Hawk killed. I wanted to see him punished. I wanted like my children to see that, that you know, what he did doesn't go without punishment. And you just killed him. You let him take the easy way out. So things really hit hard for A-Train this season. You also get him genuinely apologize to Huey for the first time. Because, yeah. you know, in all the chaos, you kind of forget that Huey joined the boys because of A-Train. Because A-Train killed his girlfriend in that very first scene of the show in season one. Mm-hmm. And Huey gets a little bit of absolution here. He sees uh, A-Train during the Herogasm episode. And he's like, you know what? Because Huey's feeling kind of bold now that he has powers. He's like, you never really apologized for what you did, and I haven't forgiven you. And then A-Train like, kind of takes him aside, and he's like, you know what? I'm really, really sorry for that. Like, No one should have had to see what you saw. No one should have had to go through that. I've messed up so many times in the past, and I really apologize. And it t- kind of takes Huey aback. Yeah, he uh, has a bunch of for it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're being empathetic to me? That doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. And you, you see growth in A-Train. You know, Everybody grows in this season. It's wild, man. What kind of show does that where like literally every main character has like I, I haven't read the comic at all, but I feel like even within the comic, it's like not even this deep. Yeah, I like mean, it's like pretty surface level. Like this is like we're, we're actually writing good character arcs here. Uh huh. And I'm like I said, I'm no expert on the comics. All I've seen is a couple of YouTube videos. But in those comments from the YouTube videos, people who, you know, supposedly said that they read the comics, they're all like what I've seen from the show is top tier like people say oftentimes that shows don't adapt comics well or that they're not faithful but they're happy to see where the show's gone and even the true diehard comic fans from the comments that i've seen really enjoy the show and say that it's on par or above the comics so i think that that sentiment is expressed a lot and it's pretty funny too just in general with like the superhero things it's like like i'm I'm tired of kind of seeing like the next marvel movie because like that's like the only thing that's been taking me to go to a theater like in the last like year and a half mm-hmm. since like COVID hit. Right. And like, we talked about going to see the Northmen in theaters, like seeing, trying to see something that's like not super mainstream, but like that would probably be a really good film. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't went out of my way to go do something like that, which I feel kind of bad for. <laughs> uh, but like, even though this is still superhero, it like just feels completely different. It does. Uh, it, it's not the same kind of it, like it makes fun of the cliches that the Marvel and DC stuff are doing, but it it really just feels like a good show. Like I'm not I don't even think about it as like a superhero thing. No, me neither. And it really does dig in deep, satirizing all the superhero stuff, especially Disney nowadays. There is even, you know, Vought as a corporation. They're like, catch this new movie on Vought Plus. And you're you kind of are led to believe that everything that Vought Plus is putting out there is crap. And uh, it kind of goes into the, the thing that, you know, the complaint we've had that Disney Plus 
kind of releases a lot of shows just continuously and the quality a lot of people also agree has kind of gone downhill especially at this new newest phase of marvel stuff uh we've gotten a little tired of it so some people that are feeling the superhero fatigue can watch the boys and know that you know it's it's a sentiment that's out there and the boys expresses Mm -hmm. that so like just like one thing about the characters just in general like i i see them like on facebook like them like doing like press tours or whatever and like like interviews and whatever but like like these characters are so like real like i i feel like i feel like when i watch any other movie or like see a tv show or whatever like i'm pretty i i, I see them as like them acting you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like them being the character but like for whatever reason like i look at this show and like everybody who's in it like frenchie is frenchie like that guy whoever he is he's frenchie mother's milk is mother's milk like butcher is butcher huey is like you know like seeing them like that in the show i i can't separate the reality from like the tv show mm-hmm. do, do you feel the same way too like when i oh, see yeah. anthony star like outside of the boys like he's still the homelander like, exactly and, that, and i haven't felt that way since i was a kid you know what i mean no no that especially applies to me for anthony star and the great job that he does but just in general that is a testament to the acting ability of everybody on this cast for this show all of them are so convincing and uh, when it comes to like the fear, when it comes to like terror, when it comes to even the emotional slow parts, the the pain in their eyes, you feel it. You feel like this is something that they're actually going through. And mm-hmm. I, again, I have to talk about the micro expressions between all these people, especially with Anthony Starr as Homelander. Uh, just looking, you could have a scene where he doesn't even say anything. You can just understand what he's going through. You can understand the menace that he's protruding, right? And uh, yeah, seeing Anthony Starr out of that, you still think of him like he's Homelander. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like again, like I I haven't felt that way since I was a little kid. You know, like you see those people on the screen, you're like, oh, those are which I think is like kind of also paralleling like real life. Like as a kid, you see like a superhero movie, like Toby Maguire was Spider Man for me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I saw that guy and I thought he was Spider Man as a kid. But then like I see Homelander and I think he's Homelander and I'm scared of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that's just really cool. Like like man, that's how that's how good this show is and it hasn't hasn't really felt that way for me when I'm watching like any movie right now or television. I'm like, wow, that actor is just, he's really good at acting or she's really good at acting or like, wow, I, I can't like, I, I'm appreciating the art or whatever, but yeah. like watching this, I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is real life. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's a testament too to the great writing of the show. No lines feel cheap or under delivered. Mm-hmm. Nothing really takes you out of it. Cause we've talked a lot about movies or shows we've seen in the past where a scene will like take us out of it. Or like something that the character said feels really out of place. But nothing really alludes to that in this show. Everything feels raw mm-hmm. and genuine. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Like, I think that, that, that might just be it. Like, when I'm watching a Marvel movie and there's like a stupid quip or like a really dumb line. And I'm like, why would you even say that? Exactly. And I'm like, what? Like, there's no way in this scenario you would actually have said that. Mm-hmm. Even if it was funny or like, like, the world is literally ending. Or like... There's no way that you, as a superhero sorcerer, Doctor Strange, would create a spell for Spider-Man and mess it up because he's talking to you when you, like, literally fought Thanos under that kind of pressure. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and there's no way. <laughs> no way would you joke about it, too. Marvel, it seems like, nowadays has to have, like, their joke count. Like, they gotta throw in just enough jokes to make light of any situation. And with the boys and how satirical it is, the whole show is the joke. (laughs) So they don't have to like insert joke here. Right. And it feels like Marvel does that way too much. 
It's a shame, dude. I feel like things could be way better in like actual cinema or like superhero cinema. They just go back. Mm-hmm. Like, so think about even things like Iron Man one, the first Iron Man movie. Like that was a good movie. Oh, it was just, like in general. Um, and they just kind of strayed from that, adding like random stuff. And it's just kind of annoying, but it is what it is, boy. Okay. So do, do, is soldier boy back in America and he's just trapped there or did he go back to Russia? See, I don't know. Well, I, we do have to talk a little bit too about the ending. Uh, because I thought that we were going to see at least some heavy losses after that final fight. Yeah, and we didn't at we, all. Did, we didn't. You, you think that, you know, Queen Maeve dives out of the window holding Soldier Boy. And I totally thought, okay, this is going to be the end of Soldier Boy. This is going to be the end of Maeve. And that really does complete her arc. I thought that that was a good final step for her arc. Like, she finally wakes up and realizes that she has to do what's best for everybody instead of just sitting back and letting things happen. And she takes the bullet by jumping out of the window with Soldier Boy. And then they're both going to explode. And we get the end of like the Soldier Boy Homelander conflict to allow Homelander to do whatever he needs to do for the fourth season. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a good way to wrap things up. And you realize that both of them survived after that. And that was the one thing I would say, the one criticism I had for the show in general uh, this season that I wish that, that they both had died like you thought that they did. Yeah. Is Soldier Boy like supernova? Yeah. Like, actually, supernova. Mm-hmm. And I didn't kill him. Um, I think in the comics, Maeve dies like in that battle or like in a similar battle. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. how, I don't know how she would have survived that. That just doesn't make sense to me unless that she has some hidden power that we don't know about. And she very well may because in that same fight scene, she like stabs Homelander in the ear and he actually looks like, wow, like, whoa, I'm, I'm really injured from this. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe she has the power to also, I mean, she was standing up to Homelander pretty well. She was. In that fight in general. So, I mean, she might just have something they might bring up later. Like right now, she's going to go into hiding and live her life and like make a little family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she might come back and like, you know, beat up and or be the one to kill Homelander. Mm-hmm. You know, so who knows? I don't know where they're going with this. So it could literally be anything. Because a part of me feels like Butcher's not going to be the one who's going to get the kill. I feel like that's going to be too obvious. Yeah. He's the one with the bone to pick. He's the one who Homelander is his arch nemesis. So nemesis. With subverting our expectations, you would think that Butcher probably won't kill Homelander. But then, if we think that, maybe he will. I don't know. You never know <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. going to happen with the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Huey. Yeah, he was going to stab him with a piece of glass or something. His eye. That too graphic of a of an imagery. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And then. I, I guess we do have to mention too that this show is not for the faint of heart and they're aware of that too. I don't know if you caught like in the beginning of each episode, but they would always have like uh, this, this warning, this text. And it's like, you know, this is not suitable for uh, anyone but mature audiences. And honestly, it's not suitable for anyone. <laughs> like it, it this, the stuff that happens in this show is pretty depraved. They, they say that basically in the text for each episode. They're like, you know, viewer discretion heavily advised because Honestly, this is some of the most brutal stuff I've seen on television. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know they're able to do it because it's like a private streaming service. Right. right? It's right. not like it's not going on like national television, mm-hmm. um, which it probably could have maybe. But like it's it, it can it doesn't have to censor itself as as much as like uh, something that was like more public mm-hmm. on a direct TV or something. It's brutal. Confuse. It's it's like worse than most of the rated R movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, yes. 
but I mean, it's good. This this is this adds on to like what I was saying about the raw content. Like this is you know if, if things were happening and all these powers were were real and these brutal brutal fights were happening, this is what would actually happen. If they don't pull their punches at all. Yeah, which I appreciate, and it and it makes it makes it more real, more realistic, and like I can buy into all the like crazy stuff that is happening. Mm-hmm. And it's not like in a superhero movie where I'm like, no, that would like, why would you do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like you have this power, like you're totally like not using your power to the potential that it could be right now, even though you've done that in the past, like that happens in a Marvel show yes, or a Marvel movie. Like here it's like, yeah, you're literally doing what you're fully capable of doing. And it's terrifying. (laughs) And it has these obscene consequences, you know, horribly graphic things happening to even bystanders too which would happen in Marvel movies, you know, if they had the powers that they do. And you also make a good point. You know, a lot of people complain in, in recent times that people are getting, quote-unquote, nerfed in Marvel movies, right? Like, why are they not doing what we've seen them do before? Uh, no one seemed to have gotten nerfed in The Boys, as far as I've seen in all three seasons. So I'm happy about that. If anything, they're like, their power level's increasing. They're yes. Like, uh, which is awesome. But, um... Yeah, I mean, if y'all haven't watched The Boys and you're an adult <laughs> and you, you can handle seeing some crazy things, uh, you need to watch this show. Or at least just like have it on in the background and listen to it because it's it even, I think even that is that good. Yeah. It's just not, like a dialogue and listening. It's awesome. Mm-hmm, definitely not something you want to miss. This is high, high quality television. Probably the best thing that I've seen this year so far. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, what else were we excited for this year? <laughs> like, what's happening? The Groot? The Groot show is coming out? I can't believe that's a real thing. And I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to... Something's going to have to happen to make me actually watch that. Because I'm just not watch, planning on watch, it. Can we watch... The, the first episode is going to be probably 30 minutes. So just watch <laughs> the first episode. And we'll do a whole podcast on the first episode. And that's... We'll do it all in the Groot language, too. I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> The whole hour long podcast will be that, but then we'll have like a transcription of what we're actually saying. Yes. It's really <laughs> difficult for all you listeners. Uh, I don't know, but I think that's a great place to end Zach. What do you think? I would agree. Yeah. But if you haven't literally haven't seen this, it's literally the best television that I've seen this year and probably in a while. So go check this out. Um, it's pretty awesome. All right, Zach. And I think with that, I will see you next time. Sounds good. See ya. See ya.